Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about Mendelian inheritance of single gene disorders. And this is how conditions are inherited in an autosomal dominant and autosomal recessive way. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash inheritance or in the genetics section of the Zero to Finals pediatrics book. So let's get straight in. Many genetic conditions exhibit a simple inheritance pattern called Mendelian inheritance. This type of inheritance only occurs where the disease is caused by a single abnormal gene on one of the non-sex chromosomes. And remember the sex chromosomes are the X and Y chromosomes. These non-sex chromosomes are called autosomes, which is why the conditions are autosomal, dominant or recessive. Two examples of diseases that are caused by a single inherited gene are Huntington's chorea and cystic fibrosis. The difference between these two conditions is that the gene for Huntington's chorea is a dominant gene and the gene for cystic fibrosis is a recessive gene. This means that to have the phenotype or to have the physical disease for Huntington's chorea, then you need to have only a single abnormal copy of the gene. Huntington's career is autosomal dominant. To have the phenotype for cystic fibrosis, meaning to have the actual disease, two copies of the gene for that disease must be abnormal. Where there's one abnormal copy of the gene, the patient is a carrier. This means they carry the gene for the disease and can pass it on to their offspring, but they don't have the disease itself. The normal copy of the gene overrides the abnormal gene. And cystic fibrosis is autosomal recessive. Let's talk about calculating the risk of an autosomal recessive condition. A very common exam scenario tests your ability to calculate the risk of passing a genetic condition onto a child. By calculating the four possible outcomes for each scenario, you should be able to calculate the risk. To illustrate how to do this, there are some practical examples that we're going to go through. Example 1 is a scenario where both parents are carriers of an autosomal recessive condition. Each parent has one disease gene and one normal gene. As a result, the parents do not have the disease because it's autosomal recessive and the normal copy overrides the disease copy. However, they do have the potential to pass on the gene for the disease to their children. Let's label the copies of the genes that could be inherited in the child from the parents copy 1 to 4, with copy 1 and 2 coming from the father and copy 3 and 4 coming from the mother. Remember the child inherits one copy from the father and one copy from the mother. The four possible outcomes for inheritance of this gene are a combination of copy 1 from the father and copy 3 from the mother, a combination of copy 1 from the father and copy 4 from the mother, a combination of copy 2 from the father and copy 3 from the mother, and a combination of copy 2 from the father and copy 4 from the mother. And we can call these outcomes 1, 2, 3 and 4. Let's say copy 1 and copy 3 are the autosomal recessive disease genes and copy 2 and copy 4 are normal genes. Therefore, outcome 1, which has two copies of the disease gene, 
copy one from the father and copy three from the mother, will mean that they have the disease because they have two copies of the disease gene. Both outcome two and three have one disease gene and one normal gene. Therefore, they are carriers of the condition. And outcome four has two normal copies and no disease copies. Therefore, they're healthy and they're free from the abnormal gene. The children of these parents have a 1 in 4 or a 25% chance of having the disease, a 2 in 4 or a 50% chance of being a carrier, and a 1 in 4 or a 25% chance of having completely normal genes. Example 2 is a scenario where one parent, let's say the father, has an autosomal recessive disease, meaning that they have two disease genes, and the other parent, let's say the mother, is a carrier of the condition. We know that the copy of the gene that the child is going to inherit from the father who's affected by the autosomal recessive disease is going to be the disease gene, and we know that the other parent is going to supply either a normal copy or a disease copy because they're a carrier. This means there's only two possible outcomes for this scenario. The first is that the child inherits an abnormal copy from the father and an abnormal copy from the mother, which means that they'll have the condition because they have two copies of the disease gene. And the other scenario is that they inherit a disease copy from the father and a normal copy from the mother, meaning that they're a carrier. And there's a 50% chance of both of these outcomes. Example 3 is a popular exam question because it tests your understanding of this concept. Both parents are healthy, meaning that they do not have the disease, but we're not told their genetic status. One child has an autosomal recessive disease, such as cystic fibrosis. A second child does not have the disease, meaning they have a normal phenotype. The task is to calculate the probability of the second child being a carrier for the condition. We know the condition is autosomal recessive because it's impossible to inherit an autosomal dominant condition without having an affected parent. Both parents must be carriers of the condition because two abnormal copies are required for the first child to have inherited the disease. And if one parent had two abnormal copies, they would have had the condition. Therefore, let's go through the four possible outcomes from two parents who are carriers of an autosomal recessive condition. And this is the same in our first example. The first possible outcome is that the child has two abnormal copies of the condition. Therefore, they have the condition. The second possible outcome is one abnormal copy and one normal copy, making the child a carrier. The third possible outcome is again one abnormal copy and one normal copy. Therefore, they're a carrier. And the fourth possible outcome is that they inherit two normal copies, which means they neither have the disease nor are they a carrier. Therefore, the risk of each child being a carrier is 2 in 4, or 50%. However, this is not the answer to the question because we know the second child in the question does not have the phenotype for the disease. Therefore, we can exclude the first outcome where they inherit two abnormal copies and they have the condition. The possible genetic outcomes for the second child 
who we know does not have the disease are therefore outcomes 2, 3 and 4. In two of these examples, the third and the fourth one, the child is a carrier for the condition. Therefore, the risk of the second child being a carrier is 2 in 3, or 67%. A quick Tom tip for you. This third scenario is a common exam question because it tricks students into putting 2 in 4, or 50%, because they forget to exclude the outcome where the child has the disease. Keep a close eye out for this and don't be tricked by the question. If in doubt, write out all the possible outcomes and don't rush. Let's talk about calculating the risk of an autosomal dominant condition. We can use the same method for calculating the possible outcomes with autosomal dominant conditions. For example, let's calculate the possible outcomes where one parent has an autosomal dominant condition and the other parent is disease-free. We need to know whether the affected parent has one or two copies of the gene for the disease because either way they'll have the condition. We can find this out through genetic testing or by asking about that person's parents. If the affected person has only one affected parent, we know they only have one copy of the disease gene. However, if they have two affected parents, it is possible they have two copies of the disease gene. In the vast majority of scenarios, a person with an autosomal dominant condition will have a single abnormal copy of the gene. So let's assume they only have one abnormal copy of the disease gene and they have one normal copy that's being overridden by the dominant abnormal copy. So in our scenario, let's assume that the mother has an autosomal dominant condition and the father is disease-free. In this scenario, we know that the father will always supply a normal copy of the gene. Therefore, there's a 50% chance that the mother will supply a normal copy and a 50% chance that the mother will supply a disease copy. Therefore, the children of these parents have a 1 in 2 or a 50% chance of having the disease and a 1 in 2 or 50% chance of having normal genes. So thanks for listening to this podcast episode on Mendelian inheritance of single gene disorders. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. If you found the podcast helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Pediatrics book. You can also find a full audiobook version of the Zero to Finals books on Audible. And you can find notes, videos, illustrations and questions completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com. And I hope you tune in for the next episode, which will be on chromosome disorders.